All right. Good evening and welcome to Lost in the Long Box for April 22nd. Um, I am your host, Randall. I got my partners in crime here. Tommy, Tommy. say hello. Hello, Tommy. Um, uh, Ina, say hello. Hello, good night. Madman, say hello. Hello, Madman. And joining us from Gateway Comics and Toys, Olivia, say hello. Hello. How was everybody's week? Yeah. Oh, week is good. <laughs> good. No complaints. Right. There's only so much you can complain about when you can't freaking go anywhere. Okay. So some of us love that. Yes. I, I almost pulled your number the other day for work. I got up in my pajamas, had breakfast, and I said, you know, maybe I'll just go log in and work in my pajamas. I'm like, no, I'm not going to follow that. I'm going to go take my shower and get dressed. So <laughs> who doesn't go to work in their pajamas in this day and age? Come I on, don't. Man. I shower eventually and every day. Yes, you. I remember you did say that you usually wait till lunch and then you go ahead and, and yep. take yeah, your yeah. shower then. I shower on my lunch break. That way I can sleep as late as I want to. All right. So let's get into the news items. Um, I Personally, I think this was a little premature since it's not until July, but I guess you're erring on the side of caution. SDCC has been canceled. Yeah, I saw oh. that. I thought that was uh, pulling the trigger kind of quick, too. Yes, and I believe they also canceled WonderCon as well. WonderCon, I get because that is closer, but SCCC, you still have some time there, so I'm kind of don't I get that WonderCon one. Initially, initially delayed, or was that Emerald City? I guess Emerald okay. City first delayed, and then they canceled. Oh, okay, and then they canceled. Okay, right, and then I believe I believe um, WonderCon actually had already canceled after that. So okay, uh, but it is interesting. They did say that. There's a possibility that SDCC may look into doing some of their um, events online. Mm -hmm. uh, in other words, I, I know like South by Southwest or as, otherwise known as SXSW is going to be doing some of their stuff online still. Um, mm -hmm. So I guess unless they do a lot of their panels by some type of Zoom or WebEx or what have you, that's going to happen there. So I, I would much rather you just cancel the whole thing and not do any of the online offerings. Because yeah. if you're like me and you don't have a really good internet, you're, you're eating up all your broadband watching that, and you're probably going to miss a lot of it anyway. So. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I mean, either get rid of it or, or have it, you know, don't. Yeah, I right. agree. Uh, so the Creators for Comics movement is doing really good, um, which, by the way, guys out there, it's uh, on Twitter's uh, at creatorsforcomics.com. You can also go to binkfoundation.org that's b-i-n-c foundation.org um to catch links for it i know mm -hmm. that as far as the uh, twitter feed there's um i think over 900 items up for auction now but everybody's getting in on this um donny cates offered a um absolute carnage drawing that he got from ryan stegman um for like the first uh, issue of the series um so apparently it's like a an exclusive that he got from him that he auctioned off. I think that one is already gone though. Unfortunately, some of these, as we find out about them and I add them to the notes, they have already probably been sold and gone. Uh, I know Enos will like this one. Um, there was also a, a Green Lantern artwork by Brian Hitch that went out there for sale as well on wow. eBay also. And I think that's another one that's also part of the Comics for Creators movement. So. The one, Enos, uh, is that you? Mute your phone, brother. Um, what? One of the ones that I kind of really liked when I read this one, Brian Michael Bendis, you know, is writing Pearl for uh, it's DC, I think, right? One of the DC lines. If you buy the original art um, that he has out there on the movement, he promises that the winning bidder will appear as one of Pearl's victims in a future issue. <laughs> oh, wow. So, hey, like that. Like, I could go for that. Yep. Now, unfortunately, yeah, that one ended. Uh, one that's going to die. I'm down with that. That's good. right. That that one ended Monday. Um, but I thought, you know, that's actually kind of pretty cool. Which reminds me, there used to be, who was it? Um, there was like Star Trek Phase Two, and then later named Star Trek New Voyages. No, no, no. Now I remember. Um, so there used to be an animated series called Stone Trek. It was a combination of the Flintstones and Star Trek. Um, mm -hmm. If you haven't seen it, they're hysterical. Go out and find them. But they used to take donations for 
the program to keep it running so they could do the illustration and still add uh, new episodes. But if you donated to it, they would make you a red shirt in one of the episodes. Nice. How great so would you, that be? So, yeah. And then they would actually list who the red shirts were at the end of it. I'm going to yeah. see if I can find that and put it up on the page. Oh, I so would have done that. That would have been great. But uh, the way they beamed down was great. They would go into the room and they would just pull a lever and they would drop to the planet. <laughs> and uh, the warp core was actually a volcano on the starship. It was nice. So, yeah, it was Stone Trek. I'm, I'm going to have to put that out there. I, I missed that cartoon. That was really good. That sounds pretty entertaining. Yes. So Diamond um, have announced that they plan to start reshipping again, probably mid or late May. Um, which is good news for all of us. Olivia, I know you're probably like, yes, start shipping again, damn it. <laughs> um, well, you know, the interesting thing about that is that DC Comics actually started finding alternate means to distribute comics to local comic stores. So there's two companies that they're working with that are new. I don't know if you're going to bring this up later. I, I actually did have that. DC is now working with Lunar Distribution and UCS Comic Distributors. And they said they're going to have stuff back in store next week, actually, April 28th. Yep, wow. there are five titles that are coming out next week. Um, we'll actually be getting them in the store. Um, it's a couple reprints of, like, Batman 89 and then Daphne Byrne, which is a Jovial title, a couple other little things. Um, but it's exciting. Right. I mean, it's a start. For a lot of right. us, you know, we miss our new titles. Um, right. Of course, everybody's safety is the top priority, but it's nice to kind of have some semblance of normalcy come back. Right. Well, I'm actually reading Daphne Byrne on my poll, but I'm excited because then DC also released that on May 5th. Um, I guess we're going to go back to the newer stuff. So Batman and the Outsiders, number 12. They got Flash 753 coming out. Hawkman, 23. Um, Joker, Harley, Criminal Sanity, number four. Thank God, finally. Um, <laughs> yeah. May 12th. Um, and then May 12th, Harley Quinn 72, Justice League 44, Lois Lane 10. So DC has basically said we are going to go back to publishing. Diamond, you can do what you want, but we're going to keep moving on. And if I remember correctly, Diamond even did come forward and say, hey, do what you have to do. We get it. So yeah. the big question um, is going to be what happens when Diamond starts shipping and everything's back to normal and now DC has these other distributors and they're like, we're just going to keep our money over here and keep our books shipping to them. It's a good question. I mean, because Diamond's I, needed I competition for years. Yeah, well, absolutely. Remember, yeah, well, uh, Olivia, you can probably speak to this. Um, what's it like as a, you know, a shop owner to be basically beholden to the only distributor out there who says, by the way, we shorted you. And they tell you this like on Monday when you get your books in, and it's like, oh, well, you know, so sad. Yeah, um, definitely happens all the time and missing items. And it just comes to a point where you're doing too much and you can only do so much as one company. And it'll be nice to have a little bit of competition out there. You know, it's not that complicated, I guess you could say to have more than one account with different companies. Um, so I think it'll be interesting to see as we get into dealing with both companies, what each has to offer. Awesome. I, I do remember, I guess back in the 90s, there used to be Diamond and Capital. Mm -hmm. And so you had that competition and then Diamond bought Capital and everybody <laughs> went, well, that's a cluster. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> well, Everyone said the same thing. Diamond just now basically cornered the market. So you're at their whim and if they want to short you, they'll short you. And I've heard horror stories that sometimes they don't short you because they underprinted, underordered. They shorted you because they wanted to fill someone else's order besides yours. Or stuff comes in damaged or they just miss stuff. We've had a lot of different instances of problems. <laughs> yes, but. absolutely. Oh, I, I think I remember going in one day and your father was pitching a fit. <laughs> and I'm like, what's wrong? And he was just... He, he gave me a look and he was like F and dime. And I was like, okay, then. <laughs> it's more than one instance. Yeah, Diamond's been interesting to deal with over the years. But like you said, I mean, they've cornered the market. They've had a partnership with DC for two decades. So it's really interesting to see that DC is branching out now. Right. Uh, also, too, um, DC did announce that Batman is going to be coming back in June, probably, I would say, beginning of June. They didn't actually give a date, but James Tenyon IV, who's actually writing that book now, said that's when we can expect to see Batman 92. So, And I did not know this until, I guess, Monday or Tuesday that 
DC was actually still doing digital. So the stuff that's coming out in the next three weeks was already out there for digital download. When the last yeah. I heard, they were not going to do that. Yeah. So, For example, one of the titles that was out was the updated Batman, the animated series book that we talked about on a previous episode. Right, right. And, and you know what? I could kick myself because one of the um, comic companies out there, I can't remember, uh, commissioned an exclusive cover. It was basically um, a, a redrawing of Batman Adventures 12. And it wasn't going oh. to sell until like that Friday. And I said, I need to make sure man, I go and order can, that. You and keep then, of course, that Friday that came book, and man. I missed it. I know, I know. You, you know what? I don't want Batman losing. Adventures 12. It's overrated. That book ain't so hot. <laughs> I agree with uh, you. I have a desire to have that book. Right. Unless I course, can get it you know, for 20 bucks. You know what's going to happen? I'm going to go in the store next week, and Olivia's just going to have it underneath the glass case right there where I can see it. I'm just going to look at it. I'm like, you did that on And purpose, you're going to buy it. You? No, You'd be I won't. surprised. We're finding some really cool stuff and putting it out in the store. We have a third sail barge, Jabba sail barge, Katana. We brought that in this morning. Uh, nice. A lot of cool stuff. <laughs> I, I, had, I had a friend who is in the neighborhood. I told him about your store. He went in there and he texted me that he dropped like $500 worth of toys. And then he, he came back and he said that um, you guys had like a huge Castle Grayskull. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, but I don't know if I can afford that. He goes, once you talk to your buddies, see what you can do for me. I'm like, who do you think I am? I'm not going to ever get you a deal on that. <laughs> you go make your own deals. <laughs> I'll give you $5 for it. Right. Hey, I was I'm like, that bad boy was in the box too. I was surprised you didn't say 10, uh, Tommy. I gave you 10 bucks. I was surprised you didn't say 10. I gave you 10 bucks. That's because I don't really collect toys. I offer a little bit more for comics because I actually collect them. Yeah. So, in other news, Tommy, you know, you know, I got to put my Tom King love out there. So, here you go. Um, Tom (laughs) King recently (laughs) tweeted um, that uh, he was working on the final issue of what he called an insanely ambitious Max series that hasn't even been announced. I'm like, okay, great. Um, but the uh, picture of it shows, uh, I guess, a man or woman in a lobby going to an elevator that's marked uh, 15A. But the way it's done it, the, uh, the panels, like the first panel's Tim, the second panel's her, and then back to him. And it looks like his is at night and hers is during the day. So it's obviously different times, but it's the same building. Um, so we don't know what it's coming from the artist by uh, Jorge uh, Fornes, I think. But we were reminded in the, the tweet that he is supposedly developing a, a Watchmen related item. So, oh. so I think maybe they're trying to tease that that was some upcoming artwork from the, uh, the Watchmen series coming on. So you're going to bust out of quarantine to go find out more information, right? I probably will, yes. I'll, I'll leave the house tomorrow. I'll get my uh, mask on, my, my nice Superman mask that my friend Margie made for me. I don't have that here. Maybe when we do show and tell, I'll run upstairs and get my mask because you guys will be busy. Su- Superman ha- mask? Yes, I'll yeah. show you. Um, you. Didn't you have put that on your page the other day? You had on my white face. Yep, it's on my book of face. She's wearing Wonder Woman, I'm wearing Superman. Yeah, because I can to say you and Trudy both had masks on. Right. So, and I can give you Marty's address if anybody wants a superhero-related um, coronavirus mask. Oh, I was going to ask so, Ric Flair one. No, she's not doing any wrestling. Damn it! Damn it! You want the wrestling into the show again? We need a luchador mask. Luchador masks. Yeah, I'll just wear that. So, uh, DC is announcing that they're going to actually be expanding their digital line. Um, since, you know, even though going back to press is not good enough, now they're doing all those DC giants. Um, so like the Superman, Men of Tomorrow, Batman, Gotham Knights, Wonder Woman, Agent of Peace. Um, and I think if I'm not mistaken, these are all the uh, the reprints of what was originally the, the Walmart exclusive. Is that right, Olivia? Yeah. Okay. Basically just story collections. They're really good if, you know, you kind of want to get into reading. Um, a lot of younger kids buy them just to get familiar with the characters. So they're pretty interesting. And they're a pretty good deal too when you come down to it. I mean, it's not they're not super expensive and they give, give you a lot of right. stories. Yeah, I think they're four ninety nine. Um yeah. for the yeah, most for, part. Yeah. For, like, for like eighty pages, that's that's a really yeah. good deal. Well, I remember when they first came out, um, 
when they were Walmart exclusives, I bought a couple of them. I think I bought the Superman one and maybe the Teen Titans one. I don't remember. Um, and of course, the original story was like all of what, four pages in the front of it. And then <laughs> everything else was reprints. Um, but I bought both of them. I read them. I bagged them, board them. I'm like, nah, whatever. And then I saw somebody on a Facebook group um, basically pretty much, you know, swearing at all the uh, – collectors and speculators because they went out and they grabbed them all up at walmart and he couldn't <laughs> find them and he just he just wanted to get them for his grandkids and he can't find them for less than 30 dollars now so i sent him a message and i'm like give me a dress i'll send you mine so yeah and he's like you don't want anything for him I'm like no just give me a dress to yours so, randy the good guy right there <laughs> hey that, that stuff pays off man remember my captain yeah. marvel and my marvel superheroes so i i, I will say you know what goes around comes around arm has been good to you when, when you do that i, I will not lie so, if you're really bored out there, did you hear what Marvel did with Doctor Strange's Sanctum Satorium? What did they do? There is now on YouTube, uploaded by Marvel Universe, a 10-hour video that is oh. a tour of his uh, of his home. Uh, apparently, I guess it was live streamed on April 16th, but it's still up there. There's uh, apparently a bunch of Easter eggs hidden throughout the video, um, ghosts, demons. Apparently, there's also an appearance by Thanos. <laughs> Wow, I don't, I, I don't have the ten hours to kill to watch that, but I know Tommy does. Yeah, <laughs> but I started to look at it, and it's just after you get through the first couple minutes. Yeah, I, I lost my attention span. Right, it's interesting though. Well, you know I what it reminds. It reminded me of the DVDs of the burning log in a fireplace. Why? <laughs> Why? Yeah, man, yeah. I'm with you on that one. <laughs> just, just bit in a fireplace if you're that desperate. So that is, that's all the news that I have. Do you guys have any other news items? No, Anything? I don't. Okay. Anything that you read and saw? I was looking before on my way here, and um, I just listened to DC has changed their, um, a lot of the schedules, as you all know, due to, due to coronavirus. Uh, Batman is going to be released October of 2021 instead of next June. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Oh, you mean the, the Robert Patterson Batman movie? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, hopefully they'll and, lose the reels before they get to that. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> well, well, what they're banking on is, as we all recall, Joker came out at the same time. So they're thinking that they can make a lot more money on this and get a lot of steam behind their wheels on that. I don't know. As we discussed last week, this is probably the first Batman film that I'm really not feeling. I mean, I'm talking to a guy that's been a Batman fan for, for 48 years. And for the first time, I've got a movie that I'm just not, I'm like, I'm like eh, I'll see it, that'll be about it. I'm really not on this like I normally would, would be. I, I, and, I have to agree. All the pictures I've seen come out of there so far, I was like, I am not liking what I'm seeing at all i'm waiting for an official trailer before i make a judgment but well when they showed the costume and they hinted that the bat symbol is made from the pieces of the gun that killed his parents i'm like done no, yeah, yeah <laughs> i don't need to anymore that kind of killed like for that. me as well all righty so we're about to go to show and tell olivia you are obviously of course welcome to stick around um if you need to run go ahead um give us some information on the store um obviously address address um any specials you're running, what have you. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, so Gateway Comics and Toys, um, we're located at 2368 Plank Road, Fredericksburg, Virginia, 22401. Um, we're in the Gateway Shopping Center over where Gold's Gym and stuff is. Um, we do have a rewards program for you, those of you that don't know that. Um, basically, it's your classic, the more you spend, the more you save. Um, for every $24 you spend, you get a point. Every five points, you get 10% off, and you can stack any discount up to 30%. We also do discounts for first responders, veterans, military members, and medical personnel at this time. That's a big thing. I have got to, to remember to use that the next time. I keep forgetting every time I come into <laughs> the store to use my veterans discount. <laughs> Definitely helpful. And then rewards do expire after 90 days. General reminder yep. for you all. <laughs> can you yeah. can you do me a favor also? Um, can mm -hmm. you message me your guys' current hours? Yeah, um, of course. With the pandemic so that I can remember what time I can call you or go in there. Um, great. 
Yeah, of course. Um, we're posting all of our updates on our hours and um, any changes we're making on our Facebook page and website daily, too. Oh, um, God, I thought I checked Facebook. Maybe I'll do that first. User technology, <laughs> Randy. That's what we have it for. Oh, you're fine. And you can always give us a call. The phone number is 540-621-9274. That I have saved on my phone, so I'm good there. Yep. There you go. And you can pretty much text that number whenever, too. I mean, we're always answering it. All righty. So let's get to the show and tell. Um, I'm going to go first. I'm going to show off two books because overachiever. Um, oh, look at you show that's off. Right. I'm an I'm an overachiever. Um, actually, I'm going to show off three items because when you guys are going, I'm going to go get my mask. Um, and now I now I feel like Scarecrow and Batman Begins. Would you like to see my mask? Um, oh. So I'm actually just showing this one because I'm currently rereading the series because now thanks to Tommy, I have all of them. So Power Girl number four. I recently just finished reading uh, that uh, JSA um, Golden Golden Age. By the way, Tommy, did you finish reading that yet? Golden Age? No, I have not. Text me or call me when you do. Okay. They they I'll... they give you a surprise at the end of it. And okay. now it is time for me to win this week's show and tell because I have Batman one sixty one. Ooh! Wow! Now. Now, it's, mm. it's not that great a condition. She is a little uh, shop-worn and kind of beat a bit, but th this is like probably one of my earliest Batmans. Wow. Nice. Um, and I got these um, off of that group that we talk about all the time, that, that comic collecting, buy, sell, and trade and, um, on a Facebook. I don't even remember how I got this. Um, but, yeah, I got a few of these I'm going to be pulling out. As you can see, I mean, the, the spine's a little rough on it. Um, but I mean, still, very early Batman, you know. Bat Mite. What are the? What were those things called? They were. Those are called uh, Whirly Bats. Yeah, the Whirly yeah. Bat. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. All right. And uh, so, who wants to go next on the show and tell? I will go next. I will be right back. You go ahead, and then you guys just pass it on when Tommy's done. <laughs> so this one right here. This one here is a book that I've want that I've wanted for some time. It's not a super expensive book, but it's it's got a great cover uh, and everything. But it's a cautionary tale. This one is Captain America number two forty one. Oh yeah, Frank Miller's uh, Punisher taking a shot at Captain America. Now this is why it's a cautionary tale. I bought this recently off of eBay, and I got it really cheap. I think it was like twelve fifteen bucks, you know, in including shipping. So I didn't pay a lot for it. So that's good. But make sure when you're buying things off eBay that you pay attention to what you're buying. Because if you look down here in the corner on oh, the bar, man. yeah, there's a marker right there. And I will give credit to the seller. He didn't hide it. You know, it, 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 it was there in the pictures and everything like that. It's totally my fault. I'm the one that didn't see it. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, I didn't spend a lot for it. I think it was like $15 plus shipping, but I would not have bought this book had I paid attention and saw that marker there, you know, yeah. because this is not, that old of a book or that expensive of a book that it warrants, you know, something like that. So I'm happy with it because it's something I've wanted for a while, but you know, it's just beware, make sure you're looking at everything before you buy it. Absolutely. Cautionary tale. Cautionary you, got tale. One, you got one, Enos? Yes, I do gentlemen. If y'all can see it, I have my, one of my old, one of my all time favorites, the ghost who walks the phantom. Nice. You can hold yeah, that up a little bit. Is that one of those uh -huh. old goldy ones? Yeah. Yeah, yeah move Classical. it up just a little bit. Yeah, move it up a little bit. Yeah, pull it up just a little Get bit more. More frame there. There you go. How about that? The better? better. Yeah. Cool. Uh, old key, are. right? Yeah. Old key. Love the Phantom Man. And Tommy, thank you again so much, Christmas, when you thought about me with that cover, because I love that cover, because I got a trading card, of quite a few trading cards, with that image on there, and I finally have the book, and I want you. So I thank you, my friend. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I was happy to do it. Well, I got a... All right, man, man, give us something good. I got Booster <laughs> Gold number one. There you go. Hey. First appearance no of the man. Number one. Yep. Yeah, I think I got a full run of these, like one through ten. Oh, wow. And, you know, wow. and so um, I, I pulled them out. I think I might, might read them again. You know, it's just a... Real fun character, you know, not a whole lot of uh, uh, like drama, you know. He was a, he's a very shallow guy, so it's a very shallow character, right? So, <laughs> and so it was basically, basically real fun. 
It's uh, it's kind of like uh, when people I ran into this guy at Wawa, and he's and I was wearing a Flash shirt, and he's like, "Do you uh, do you like Flash or you like comics or the just the show?" And I was like, I, uh, "I like the comics better." And then we had this conversation about Flash, and we're just like, "Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that we don't like about this, but Legends of Tomorrow, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, it's fun because it's shallow and it's it, it doesn't right. get too complicated and um, uh, mired in all the morality of you know jailing people when you're a cop, you know, illegally." So. <laughs> best best episode of Legends of Tomorrow is when Maya gets stuck in a time loop and discovers that Rory's right in a romance. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, so did everybody do their show on tell? Everybody yeah. good? Shows his mask, um, buddy. So here is the Superman mask that I bought from my friend Margie. And as you can see, it has ties to to, to tie it both bottom and top so you don't just loop it around your ears so you don't have the whole ear thing hurting um but yeah i bought the superman one and i bought trudy the wonder woman one um and they actually have a pocket in them for your filter as well so you can put a, a disposable filter in the front of the pocket so okay. should anybody want one of these um email us at lost at g1.com and i will give you margie's address they are 15 dollars each plus shipping handcrafted all Good right day. So, are we ready to get to tonight's subject? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Tonight's subject, uh, we have titled, Oh God, No, and it is those makeovers in comics that were just a disaster. Um, Tommy, I'm going to let you go first. All right, so I think we start with the most, uh, most obvious one, and that is Man Boobs, Captain America. <laughs> okay, now uh, hang on. Uh, that's uh, not uh, a bad uh, makeover. Uh, that's just a bad uh, artist. Uh, uh, Whatever. I mean, you know, having Captain America in a costume that gave him man boobs, that's a, uh, that's a pretty terrible thing. You know, you're talking about the icon of liberty, the man, the sentinel of liberty, Captain America. And he Fair has enough. man, man I, boobs. I, I, I agree, though. It's, it's not necessarily a makeover as it is just poor drawing. Right. It's just well, a terrible drawing. And as Andy Murphy said, yeah. But, but, anyway. but the, costume, the costume was slightly different. If you if you look if you looked at the costume, it was slightly different, and it didn't look as good, even taking away the man boobs. Well, it was slightly different because he had an A on his forehead now, and that was it. Um, and, and and you know, it was terrible, just terrible. I'm, you're kind of cheating, but I'll I'll go ahead and I'll give it to you. But I did notice that not only were there man boobs on it, but there was no hands, feet, or pouches. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's, that's right. That's at least something. Which is, you know, a rare occurrence for that gentleman. Um, Enos, what do you got for um, makeovers that just were not good? Okay, the first one I'm going to start off with was one you and I are both familiar with was the depowered Wonder Woman, <laughs> which 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 one of our favorite, mutually favorite writers, Denny O'Neill, has said is one of the biggest mistakes he ever made next to Jason Todd. <laughs> but that uh, ran for a long time, time is what I don't get. Um, yeah, that was years, didn't it? It, it? it ran from like 179 to like 203. Yeah. It, so it, 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 it went for like about close to 21 issues, over 21 issues. And, and then, but, but you know, it's, it caught on and it sold. And I, to this day, I'm still trying to figure out how it did it. And people were happy when she came back and had her costume and what have you. But I get though I guess the way Daniel O'Neill wrote the character, he kept it and, and you gotta give give it to him. Guy's one of the one of the best writers in the business. And you look what he did with Batman. And right. apparently he wrote the stories to where. Diana may have not had her powers, but she was still a, um, a force to be reckoned with and power, powerful enough of a presence to where even if she didn't have powers, she was still interesting and still one woman regardless. Right. So, well, here, um, well, here's the thing about that too, Enos. Her sales were pretty much in the tank um, when he took over. So the sales went up. One of the big criteria or complaints about that was after in 203 when they brought her back to, to her regular outfit, the sales went right down the dump again. Um, so it is like kind I of said, strange. Like, you know, so we talk about how we hated that makeover, but it, it did something for it. Now, it's funny that you mentioned that one because I also, <laughs> for Wonder Woman, I have both of those. I have, because uh, Wonder Woman has a distinct... Um, has a distinction of having it done twice to her, 
Number one, yeah. uh, the one that you mentioned with Denny O'Neill in that horrible mod costume in the 60s, but also back in the 1990s when Queen Hippolyta decided that she needed to replace Wonder Woman because she had a dream of her being killed. And she thought, well, if I just take it away from Diana, then the Wonder Woman being killed will not be my daughter. So that's when we got the um, goth punk version of Diana with the, the jacket and the black top and the, and the fingerless gloves. Right. Yeah. Um, Designed by Mike Diodato Jr. Yes. That those aren't the only two times that Wonder Woman had a bad costume change, though. J. Michael Straczynski's costume change was pretty terrible too. When she mm. went to the long, when she went to the long pants. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. See, I don't have a, I don't yeah. have a problem with that one. Yeah, I didn't like that one at all. I, I had that run. I was actually looking really forward to it because I, I like him. He, you know, it was not long after his run on Thor, which was fantastic. Right. And you know, of course, his you know show Babylon Five was great as well, and. I was really looking forward to that, and it just didn't work. Well, didn't they put pants on her for the New 52 Justice League as well? Yeah, I she, had pants, she had pants on for a while there also. Yeah, yep. but that, that costume that, that, that J. Michael Straczynski put him in, that was just, that hurt her in was just, that wasn't good. I didn't like it. And the pants is the whole mm -hmm. reason they tried to make that new TV show and put her in pants. Um, and of course, yeah. everybody, and that, oh, that thing just looked horrible right from the get-go. Did you ever see that one? Did you ever see the pilot for that? Uh, no, I did. That's yeah, one of those. Buddy of mine, buddy of mine bought it at uh, at what was then the Pittsburgh Comic Con. A, a you know a, a bootleg. The, the bootlegs, right? It was right. bad. Oh, it was bad. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think even NBC knew it was bad when they saw the pilot and like we can't release this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well. I didn't think that Adrian Pilecki necessarily made a bad looking Wonder Woman. No, and she Elizabeth didn't. Hur and Elizabeth Hurley was going to be in it too, so I mean, it had some star power to it. Right, but. This was not good. Yeah, Adrian just it, she it, made it a better mad. mockingbird. Yeah, just not good. She made a good. She did make a really good mockingbird. You are right. So, Madman, you got uh, a makeover that you're just like that didn't work. What were you thinking? Oh yeah, seventies night, seventies Nightwing. All right, I, <laughs> I with, like, <laughs> with the high there, high collar and the real cut, it's just missing a medallion. You know, I was what gonna I mean? guess that one. That one. Disco <laughs> Disco Nightwing. You know, oh, I yeah. un I understand you got out from under Batman. You want to live your own life and everything, and you're having a lot of fun at the clubs and so forth. And you know, yeah. I, I I get it. And so a lot of these issues when it comes to these uh, uh these style changes. It's, it's in many ways, it's trying to reflect the culture that is reading the comic books. And so that's why they made this change to Nightwing in, the, in that comic book, in that era, is because they thought it would appeal more to the leisure suit crowd that loved disco. So. <laughs> Are you talking about the one that, that not only had the blue in the collar, but also had this, the weird yep, yellow thing going yep. Like, what's with the yellow? Why is the yellow just thrown in there? Do you know, yeah. a Time ago, um, HBO did a commercial where they had a guy in a leisure suit and he was dancing like this. And he's clearly dancing up to a woman. He goes, did anyone ever tell you you have nice eyes? I just did. And every time I see that Nightwing costume, that's what I think. <laughs> because right. I see him doing that in that costume. <laughs> I'm fighting crime, baby. See, you're kind of dissing George Perez with that, you know. <laughs> well, that yeah, I mean, hey, you know what? Everybody, every great writer or artist sometimes strikes out something. It happens. It happens. It's it's not a reflection on them as a whole. You know, everybody has a miss. Everybody. It's, it's has not. It's not so much that Nightwing like disco. It's that George Perez like disco. <laughs> right. And you know what? George Perez may not have liked disco. He may have just been told, "This is what you yeah, gotta do." Exactly. Well, now, might, here's, yeah. yeah. Right. Could have been well, see, here's the thing. When that redesign came about, disco was already dead. <laughs> yeah. It had been dead for five years. <laughs> right. I, uh, All right. So. Uh, I have a video up on my YouTube channel. If you search for Shock Monkey Radio on YouTube, uh, I got a video up there that's called uh, Nightwing Sexy Butt. And uh, <laughs> that is actually his most watched video on his channel. It's one of them. I, uh, the pi uh, Pigeons with Cowboy Hats is in, uh, took first place. The, uh, <laughs> but, but the point of that video, the point of that video is that um, somebody said that, you know, a lot of these readers were writing in saying that they love Nightwing's butt. And so somebody had to go to the artist and say, hey, um, the readers really like to see more butt. So can you draw more Nightwing butt and make it sexy? You know? 
Seems like a tough call for an artist, <laughs> you know. Him, they need to make sure they give him the classic woman pose where he's like turned, like looking back like this. Where you yeah, coy. Yeah. <laughs> what are you, what are you looking at? And great. what's so funny, and what would probably be so funny when the artist is writing this, he's got, uh, I'm too sexy for myself. Too sexy it's for a, myself. It's, it's right up there. It's right up there with what Joel Schumacher did in Batman Forever with the gratuitous I hate that, man. <laughs> That's the reason for this day why I'm Look, I had, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie, because I had to get glasses in 95 um, because I hadn't worn them in a long time. And I watched Batman, I, I kid you not, that was out of the first set of Batman films. Batman Forever was my favorite because we had Batman and Robin finally. I loved Chris O'Donnell as Robin. But after I got my glasses, yeah, I'm watching the movie and I'm watching the scene where he's putting on the sonar, and then he turns his butt. I'm like, what the hell is this? I'm like, I don't want to see Batman's hindquarters in front of my face, like putting on a damn costume. Well, you had to like it when Alicia Silverstone turned around. Because remember, you got all three of their butts in that one. <laughs> yeah, well, well, look, Alicia Silverstone, yeah, 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 but, but I didn't want to see Val Kilmer's butt or the stuntman's butt. Just, guys, I'm sorry, I broke Enos. I, I don't know what happened. It, um, it happens. <laughs> it happens sometimes. So I have a makeover that I do remember what, when this came out, just shaking my head going, why? And I bet you even Tommy is going to remember this one and hate this one. Um, remember when Marvel decided that they wanted to um, take Prince Namor and give him the weird hairstyle and the facial hair and all the spikes out of his costume? So he Man. looked like, a, so he looked like a, a, a black mutated Sonic the Hedgehog. Remember that? Yes. During the, uh, was that the Atlanta Attack storyline? Which one was that? I think so. I think so. Um, I just, Not positive. It was a while back, but I, but I think you might be right. Coincidentally, that was when, yeah, I think it was after that because it was when he grew the beard, got the long hair. It was right before the Fantastic Four storyline where Reed and Doom see they blown each other up and he started to pursue Sue because right. he thought Sue was a widow. It was right in between those lines. And the thing about Namor is you just need to leave him alone. Give him his green Speedo and right. leave him alone. I mean, that's well, what he's been years. He I'm, doesn't need to change. I'm even okay with the, the black costume he had with like the, the yellow wings, yeah. uh, arm wings. That one I'm okay with because it still looked like the regal king of Atlantis. But when they changed to this other thing, I was like, what did you do? Just put him on acid? Because it's just horrible. Yeah, I mean, he's too arrogant to wear something that looks bad. Exactly. Right. It's right up there when they did the whole wild feral wolverine too. Remember that one? Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Oh, my God. When they ripped out the adamantium, and the next thing you knew, he had the scraggly hair, and he got all animalistic looking. You're like, "Wow, you're just gonna totally send him right down a de-evolutionary chain, right?" Mm-hmm. Yep. Tommy, what else you got? So I got uh, Magneto with his big purple capital M <laughs> outfit when they when they <laughs> oh turned him the good guy yes. and, made, and made him an X Man. Another guy who's too arrogant to have walked out of the house wearing looking like that. You know? No, right. Magneto, like I look like that. And you know what the the worst part about it was? It's just making Magneto a good guy. Why right. would you do? You know, and first, first off, Magneto can never be a good guy. At this point, he has murdered so many people, so many people. I mean, what, what, no, it's Magneto. He's too far gone. You know what this Absolutely. ranks up there with? Right, what this ranks up there with, and I think you'll agree with me, Enos. This is like when they turned Dusty Rhodes heel and had him join the NWO. There's yeah. just some things you. <laughs> <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> it's like when you talk about three time world heavyweight champion and son of a plumber is going to join the NWO. Who's not going to join the NWO? Magneto's not going to. Oh join my him. God. All right, hang you on. Got ready. I got to text Olivia to come back because I, I have an will. opening on the show now. This was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Damn. All right. I got it in there. What All was right. funny I'm, was Randy went, ah! Ah! I'm going to have EK mute your mic, and then you're not speaking the rest of the show. Enos, what do you have for uh, bad makeovers? 
I'm going to give one that I think all of us agree was bad, and we've talked about it before. The John Paul Valley Batman costume. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> that was, well, that I was mean, 90s got, to the bone, buddy. 90s to the yeah. bone. And, and his... Everything about that spelled disaster. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, because man, you, I think you and I talked about this in depth. There was no way that was like when they put him in that costume. It was like God, please her and bring Bruce back. Right. Right. As soon as you saw that costume, you're like, oh man, Bruce, get better. Exactly. Yeah. Please. Give him a bionic back or something. Absolutely. A bionic spine or something. Yeah. What, um, what's, have, what's Cadmus up to? Can they help? Yeah. <laughs> Look, call <laughs> Starless. Somebody Star call Starless, please. <laughs> Dr. Well, Starless, where are you? And here was the thing that really sucked about that. At the time, we're like, okay, maybe he won't be so bad. A little bit of a darker, edgier Batman can be cool. But as soon as that suit showed up, you went, oh, crap, he's about to go off the deep end. Yeah, it's yep. gonna get really bad. And that's exactly what he did. And I think he did it. I think they had him do that six months early because I think they knew that they were gonna need to get Bruce back. And they just had him go kill somebody, and then he he turned on Daniel killed Tim Drake, and I'm like, oh yeah, he he gotta go. Well, remember the big the big problem with that whole series, other than that crappy suit was it was right after the death of Superman storyline, which had yeah. done really which they'd done really well. So they said, okay, let's revamp Batman. The problem is they made it too freaking long. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that crappy costume didn't help matters any. Madman, what do you have? Uh, I think this might be a controversial one, but I want to say uh alien symbiote Spider-Man costume. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I thought that that was a bad choice. I think that a bunch of inkers and pencilers were sick of drawing the little webs in between, <laughs> you know, every single little line on uh, Spider-Man's costume and every single panel. And they're like, look, why not just a black costume with a white spider on it? Look, at, that's so cool and easy to draw. And But the, at yeah. the same time, I grew up with that costume. That is the Spider-Man costume. You know, as ridiculous as it is, as it's impossible for a 17-year-old kid to sew together by himself as it is, you know, it, it's it's kind of also a way that Peter Parker expressed the fact that he, what he can do can, can be scary. And he expressed himself in this way that was almost uh, comical and friendly, your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. After all, right. there was, the X-Men were around and, you know, people would think that you know, especially if you cover your whole body and you don't give up your secret identity, they could assume you're a mutant. So right. I thought it was a right. really good costume. And when they changed, I understand that there was a lot of a, you know, carpal tunnel in people's wrists back then. But hey, you know, <laughs> that's that's the that's the Spider-Man we but, love. You know. But you know what? You're you're right. That was very very polarizing because you it was either you hated it or you loved it. There was no in between. There was no. no. It might grow on me or it might be okay. It was hate love, and that was it, Jack. I like the black and white costume, but I want it in in small small segments you know like you know mini series like peter david's you know symbiote spider-man or something like that because you know the, the, the blue and red is the iconic one true true but my argument is that if if peter parker weren't the kind of uh jovial teenage you know kid who comes up with quips during his spider sense going off that would have been perfect i get your point yeah but if if he were a more brooding kind of guy he took Uncle Ben's death way too hard, you know, like Batman did. It just went like real dark and sinister with it. And it's like killing people or just like really like roughing people up, being more of a vigilante than a superhero. I think that could have been a, a different a different story when it comes to that costume. But yeah, no doubt. I, I agree. The, the nature of his character is jovial and upbeat. Yeah, right. we had like, oh, Spider-Man, you know. So yeah, I, I have to agree. I, I actually really like the costume. Um, so oh, here's I, one. I did, I did as well, and I just want to make this one rant. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I think one of the things that got that got the uh, black costume over was the fact that Ron Friends and 
did an excellent job with the artwork. Right. His right. artwork really sold it. Well, the fact that, too, that it could change and come off his body at will, or you're like, okay, I, I kind of like where this is going. This is kind of yeah. new. Yeah. So here's one that um, I, I know there's a lot of hate for this one. While I don't think it was the best costume choice, I didn't hate it so much, um, but I can definitely see why everybody was like, what the hell? And that is the now infamous Sue Storms uh, Forkini with a big four hole in her chest. Oh, my Lord, yeah. <laughs> that was the next one I was going to bring up. <laughs> that was, uh, she came up with that one when she was like, it's been a while since I've seen Namor. <laughs> I know, right? Yep. Yeah, that was the one that I was going to, that, that was actually the next one I was going to bring up. That was the next one on my list. This was, this was terrible. Just absolutely yep. terrible. Well, and it's, what's funny is, and I think you and I both read the same uh, expert on this. Um, no one else just costume changed, just Sue's. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it was, you know, it was, it, it was clearly, you know, a very 90s costume that was, well, you know, that just trying to get people in by showing off the, the, the goods. Well, exactly. It was, sex get some sex in here. We need to sell this book. The sales are slipping. Right. That, that's a, clearly all it was. I mean, it was just total total blatant and i mean that that's what made it so bad i mean if everybody's costume had changed a little bit i may have thought different of it but it didn't right I, uh, but i mean let's be honest you know sue you know she, i mean it's written into the comic books where reed's always in the lab and she's dying for attention you know and he's never got yeah. time because he's right. rebuilding some you know ultimate nullifier or something like that and you know he so i mean maybe she's just dying for attention that, that right poor girl well, remember, that's what they ended up. That's how they start explaining it away is that um, she gets taken over by the, the malice entity. And though it's not actually Sue, it's the manifestation of this other world entity that's taken over Sue's body. But at the time, you're like, sorry, guys, damage is done. We know you pulled that out your arse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it just wasn't good. Yeah, it didn't sell. And now you got to backpedal out of it. We get it. <laughs> yeah, because it was just like it was like when she debuted that costume was right after it was during that storyline that I just talked about and it was and it made it look like Reed gets killed and all of a sudden party over here party hey so <laughs> open for business right I mean yeah, yeah exactly and um but but you know that was that was the one that was like yeah it was nice to see Sue being the sexy beautiful woman that she is but she was that fully clothed so that kind of went too far Hey, right. I'm, I'm just saying that there are okay. not the kind of rumors going around about Janet Van Dyne as there are about Sue Storm, all right? Oh, I... <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you what. Most of the Wasp costumes I liked, but she's had a couple of doozies that you were like, Janet, what were you thinking? Well, oh, yeah. Under it. I mean, you know, how many Wasp costumes have there been? I mean, at one point she was changing like every other issue. Yeah. Yes, you were. Although I do have character her 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 job was being a fashion designer so it makes sense that she would have a lot of costumes i mean that's perfectly fitting the character but she has had a lot of them over the years well I will have to read... go ahead i'm sorry yeah because that you remember that go ahead i'm sorry uh, man man you were talking yeah, about was yeah that uh that explains it it's like uh sue storm she's not a designer that's why it's a no. horrible costume right maybe she should have got janet to uh i to swear a new sexier costume for it would have would have looked a little better go ahead Enos, oh, you... it's your turn yeah, I was because I was going to say like um I I was going to ask um Randy, do you remember when uh Rick Rock was doing the uh when when George there was a time when George Perez was doing all work and then later on regular Rock was doing the all work and you would see Janet change her costume like every two or three issues. Oh yeah, like every couple issues she had another costume on. Suddenly. Yeah, she had a different costume on. So so you didn't have to wait for nothing. You had to wait it would be. 30 to 60 days should have on something new. Well, I'll tell you something. I think I'm one of the only people who was a fan of this costume because I know so many other people hated it. I actually really liked the the white and blue leotard, the white one where the one leg was exposed and the arm was exposed and it had like the blue W across her chest. Um, I think if you look <laughs> on, on one of the Avengers covers. Yeah, a lot of people hated it, but I actually was a fan of that one, so... Tommy, what do you got since I don't went and stole uh Yeah, stole my thunder. Um, the emo Superman. When he came back from the dead and he was in the black costume and he had the had the mullet. Oh, that was, oh. That was 
again, that was another one I was not too not too unhappy with. I was like, I get it. He's been in the the, the regeneration chamber. His hairs grew out. I, I'm all right with that. Well, and, and I get it. I get it. They were trying to you know to to apply like real life logic to it and everything like that. But you know. We were long past the days when a mullet was cool. Like we that, were that is about true. That that was we, a good five years we too were late. About, we were talking about earlier with, with Nightwing. Nightwing's disco costume came five years after disco was done. The mullet costume came five years after the mullet was done. Right? I mean, nobody had a mullet even, anymore. I didn't even have a mullet anymore. <laughs> Did you I could have dealt with the longer hair. <laughs> I did, um, I, well, I guess I'm the one. I'm, I'm like Randy with... Some of these costumes. Now, I did like. I just like see like seeing him with long hair because I always wanted to see how close to Hercules, um, um, that Superman could look. Once I got my fill of it, was ready to go back to the short hair. I would have liked to have seen his hair long, but not that long. Well, and not that style. I mean, you know, you, you can have long yeah. hair with a mullet. Yeah, but, but because I think Dan Jurgens did it. Um, when that, there was an issue when they brought the death of Clark Kent storyline, they had Dan Jurgens do it with the long hair where he didn't have it as long. It it like came to like to close to his shoulders and it looked good. It was something different. But um but I got one that tops yours as far as Superman goes. Let us have it. Superman red and Superman oh blue. Oh my the god, those were horrible. Those were so bad. <laughs> that was just a bad idea. Yes, it yeah. was. Yeah, yeah, and it, it and this evolved from the final night storyline, where the Sun Eater snuffed out the sun, and uh, they had Superman be affected by it. So when Parallax, or so we thought, flew into the sun and re and sacrificed himself to reignite it. They came up with a storyline where they had Superman's powers go haywire because he got the exposure to all this solar energy um, all at once instead of gradually. And they tried to come up with a storyline where it made his made his powers go electric. Then on top of that, they had insult to injury. They go and split him off into two different characters, <laughs> and I, I mean, I mean, you, you, you've already got, you've got a storyline that how do you go from being a solar battery to snap, crackle, and pop? Then you're going to sit up here and have two dudes, one red, the other one blue. Come on. Well, remember too, remember how they got out of that one? They did the whole weird story with like the old Aztec gods that said that. Yeah. Um, they had to change his powers because his current power set that he existed with was not adequate to take them out. I'm like, really? That's how you're going to retcon out of it? Yeah. <laughs> Admin, Admin remember that story. And I got another one, one that you guys have forgotten about. And it's about a guy that we talked about last week that we want to see again. Okay. Do you guys remember when they made Firestorm an elemental? I was actually avoiding that one because I knew you would probably have it. <laughs> because well, everyone hated that. Yeah. I, I, this was definitely one of the WTF moments in Firestorm's history. And they didn't need to do it. You know, and it was just, he looked like a comet. You know, when you said it was a WTF moment, I actually think I hadn't been reading Firestorm for a while and remember seeing the cover of him in that red with the flaming hair. And I think I yeah. actually said, what the F, when I saw the cover. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking it up right now. This is bad. And, and you know, what makes it so bad is his original costume is so great. Right. What, what irritates me is that somebody came into the pitch meeting and said, Superman has red and blue. What if the two colors became diametrically opposed? <laughs> like, yeah, let's run with yeah. that. Yeah, because I remember the Superman Red one was a lot more antagonistic. That's right. Yeah. 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 yeah he, he was a little bit more rough than the uh than Super because actually Superman Blue was the actual Superman. Somehow the, the Superman Red was this um Counterpart or something that made it something. I don't care. I, it I was it. that bad. I don't remember what it was. I got it. I got it. 
It was the two Superman from Superman three with the kryptonite oh. that split them. The drunk Superman. <laughs> there you go. Oh, what are you looking at? There you oh. go. <laughs> but you got to respect someone for going in there and pitching that idea, though, as stupid as it was, you know? You got to respect Oh, I respect that. someone pitching the idea. What I don't respect is the editor that greenlit it. Yeah, well, exactly. Case, you know, people have dumb ideas that work all the time. I mean, there was someone out there that thought, you know, a movie about sharks and a tornado was good. <laughs> and it yeah, had a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, that's what I'm talking about. If those fools can make money, then I know Night Spectre is going to be a bona fide hit. If I ever, <laughs> if, if somebody ever publishes me, because if you will sit up there and take time and sit through six out two hours of that nonsense, <laughs> then you're gonna love my fucking so you love my character. You're gonna love my character. All right. Here's one for you. And oh, I, I got, know I got I'm gonna more. get a Okay, go ahead, Madman. I got Take one it. more uh, one more quick one. Uh calendar man. Pick a theme. <laughs> <laughs> Mad Man is bad I have to agree. I saw Calder Man before, and I'm like, really? This is the best you can do. <laughs> Mad Man, you are bad in a thousand a night, brother. I'm telling you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, I, that's just a terrible name, too. Calendar Man. Well, yeah, it's just the whole character concept is horrible, and you're like, really? The, it's he like, never forget well, the birthday. Is this story going to be what two pages? Yeah. <laughs> what happens? What happens if you throw February twenty ninth at him? Do you just fry all the synapses? Okay. Oh. So here's the here's the one we're going to close with, and I know you guys are going to love this one. Um, the horrible nineteen eighties um, punk rock storm from the X Men. Oh, oh my oh. god! Oh. <laughs> Look, I've been broke in this again. I did Man, <laughs> you were the I only one. It. I absolutely I hate that. I honestly Because <laughs> I remember I bought the issue when um it was supposed to be Wolverine and um what's her name? I can't. Your Mariko Yoshida's Ma wedding. Mm -hmm. oh, Mariko Yoshida's wedding. She got struck by lightning or something like that, and she fell in the water, and her hair was all over the place. And she showed up looking like Grace Jones. I was like, what? Yeah, that was horrible. Now, now, I, storm, I, is, I, storm is fly. I was not ready for her to show up and go, slave to the rhythm. Well, Do you think I'm sexy? The classic well, costume is better, as is the white costume that she has. Oh, they yeah. like the white costume. Well, what they did is they basically, they, that's, well, here's the problem. You, you you keep forgetting the fact that it's not just that they changed the costume, they changed the entire attitude and demeanor of Storm from a Storm goddess right. to just a, a punk rock chick. Yeah. yeah, she became a different character too, which yeah, I didn't particularly care for. But I mean, as far as the look goes, I didn't hate the look. Oh yeah, I, I hated that mo. But then, you yeah. know what? I think I was over the mohawk look and I just didn't need to see another mohawk character. Well, so. it, was probably, it was probably around the same, probably one of those things too, where, you know, the mohawk look came too late, you know? Maybe I, I don't know. No, I don't well, actually, it came right doing it. But actually, when they did that, is uh, I gotta take the pay. I gotta, gotta agree with Randy on this one because you you were tired tired of seeing the Mohawk because this came right at the peak of the popularity of the eighteen because this was in eighty three, right? Okay. And and you had, and you didn't get tired of Mister T, but you got tired of seeing everybody walking around. Like if they'd even done a skit on Saturday Night Live where they had a lady be his wife, Mrs. T. Oh, everybody! Everybody in the family had the the mohawk and a mutton. And everybody had the mohawk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, the fad was dead when it when it came yeah. to comic books. And I think that that uh, I agree with Tommy in, in in that regard. And that you know, frequently they'll do it late in comic books. And I think that the fad of the mohawk in. Uh, in the it was like late seventies, early eighties, and mostly in England, you know. Yes, absolutely. And then the Greenwich Village areas of New York. So yeah, and, and it's not like I would uh, uh, expect Aurora to hang out in London. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. 
So that is it for this week. Great show, guys. Um, just want to remind everybody out there, Madman does have his Shock Monkey Radio every Tuesday night from 6 to 7 here on FXBG Public Radio. We have uh, Facebook.com slash Lost in the Long Box. We have our Lost in the Long Box at gmail.com. Please drop us a line. Let us know what's going on, what you'd like to hear. Um, and then we have our Patreon.com slash Lost in the Long Box as well. Throw us a couple bucks. We'd be greatly appreciate it. We have our three um, affiliated um, Facebook groups that are run by our boy Enos here. Batman, Yesterday, Today, and Forever. Realm of Superheroes, Comics, and Pop Culture. And gather together the greatest superhero teams. Until next week, everybody, please stay safe. Um, I promise you this thing is not going to go all of 2020. I have had a vision. Um, we'll get through it. Good night, everybody. Good, Good night, night, everyone. everyone. See you next week.